When a day of trouble arises personally and nationally, our first instinct is to ask God to take it away. Take away the pain and the suffering. Take away the broken hearts. Take away the black night of shattered dreams. Let there be a glorious sunrise of new beginnings for our families and for this nation. And I want to tell you, I believe if we meet God's conditions, we are going to have a glorious sunrise. Consider the history of Christianity. Jesus asked the same thing of God Almighty the night before he was to be crucified by Rome. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed while his disciples slept. In agony, he lifted his face toward God and said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. God sent him a FedEx and said, from the foundations of the earth, you have been destined to die on the cross for the redemption of mankind. Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. All great Christian living begins the day you crucify your will and start doing the will of God. God had a plan for the storm that Jesus was going through. And that plan included you and me in the plan of salvation for the world. Consider the day of trouble for the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul asked God three times to remove the thorn in his flesh that was causing him so much physical suffering. But there was a problem. The problem was that there was so much of supernatural power flowing through St. Paul, some people were trying to worship him. And God said to Paul, if I remove this weakness, people are going to be think, people are going to become to think that you are God. And you might have a time when you start believing it. So God said, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. My strength is made perfect in weakness. The message, you can survive the storm God puts you in. The point, anytime we think we're getting strong enough, or smart enough, or wealthy enough, or connected enough, anytime we think we are enough without God, we're saying that we don't need God in our lives. And on a personal level, God uses our weaknesses. God uses our failures, our faults, and our personal storms to show us just how almighty He really is. Look at the lives of the greatest preachers in the history of the world who had a day of trouble. George Whitfield, whose ministry led to the development of the Methodist Church, he preached with asthma. While he preached, he wheezed and he gasped for breath. Yet thousands of people were converted under that man's ministry. Smith Wigglesworth, he was a celebrated healing evangelist. And after praying for others to be healed, he would go home at night and roll on the floor in agony with kidney stones. Think about that. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who was called the Prince of Preachers from London, England. He died with gout before he was 60 years of age. Jonathan Edwards was so nearsighted when he read his great sermon, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. 
the ink on the page rubbed off on his nose until his nose turned black. Get a picture of that. How do you think that would go over on television? Thousands came to Christ as a result of Jonathan Edwards' sermon that birthed a great spiritual awakening in America. Point, none of these ministers of the gospel had their storms removed. They did not allow the storm to conquer them. They trusted in God to be their strength. He was their source of power. It was His grace that gave them the ability to endure and to be triumphant. They turned the world upside down with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And this generation can do the same thing. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. How in the world can you be blessed when you're mourning? Because if you're mourning, that means that you got a problem or you're hurting somewhere or you've had a great loss in your life. I'm sure that there are people watching by TV that you're mourning right now. You've lost something, you've lost a job, you've lost someone you love, you've lost a relationship. Maybe you've had a friend that you've really cared about, found out they were talking about you in an unkind way and you've lost that relationship. Maybe you've lost an item that meant a lot to you. Maybe you've had a job for a long time and had a lot of money invested in retirement there and all of a sudden the job went down the drain. There's a lot of things that we can lose in life. There's a lot of ways that we can hurt. And the Bible actually says that when we're hurting, we're blessed because we can be comforted. But today I want to talk to you about the amazing, the overwhelming amazement of God's comfort and how awesome it is to have a problem and know God and be able to receive His comfort. Just think about all the people in the world who have problems like you have or even worse, and they have no comfort because they don't know where to get it. All they can do is hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt. And not only can you be comforted when you're mourning, but you have the privilege, you and I have the privilege of actually having this belief system that is backed up by the Word of God that sounds so crazy, but it's so true that I can actually believe that I have got this, this problem in my life and this pain in my life, but I am something good is gonna come out of this. Now that's just downright insane. I'm hurting, but, it, but it's gonna work out for my good. I'm hurting, but when I get through this, I'm going to actually be a deeper, richer, better, more powerful person than I was before I ever had the problem. Do you know I actually think that this is one of the greatest benefits and secrets of being a believer in Jesus Christ? Is we don't have to have a problem and just say, well, it's all over, there's nothing I can do. What a mess. I'm at the end of everything. Let me tell you something. Having a problem is the best place in the world to begin again. You can always find a new place to begin again. What does that really mean? Blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I'm really hurting, but I'm gonna bounce back. Is there anybody here today that could take on that attitude? No, I'm really hurting. I mean, I'm hurting so bad, I just feel like I can't hardly stand it, but you know what? 
I'm making a decision today. I am going to bounce back. I am going to come back from this. This is not going to be the end of me. Do you hear me, world? I am going to come back. I tell this every once in a while, but it's in my heart again this morning, so here it comes. I met a woman in a Starbucks coffee shop. She recognized me from TV, and she started to tell me about what a mess her life had been. And she said, I tell you, she said, life has just thrown me under the bus. And I said, you know what? It did the same thing to me, but I decided to drive the bus. Now, you see, she didn't, she didn't understand what I'm trying to tell you today. She was going to spend the rest of her life under the bus. And she was going to tell everybody about it. And she was going to feel very sorry for herself because she was under the bus. And never once did it occur to her to crawl out from under the bus and get in the driver's seat and drive it and drive it around and pick up all kinds of other people that were hurting because they were under the bus.